five, four, three, two, one. People of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 179. Oh, joy of joys. Today, Biden administration locks ICE Twitter account. Oof, duh. Facebook took down fake Iranian Russian networks pushing political messages around the globe. Facebook has a blind spot why Spanish language misinformation is flourishing. Twitter users on Android can now join the platform's clubhouse-like spaces. LinkedIn co-founder buys flying taxi company. Do you want to invest in a flying taxi company? Learned about Elon Musk's boring company the other day. The dude's digging big holes. LinkedIn is back up after an outage. Oh, thank goodness gracious. And Instagram accidentally hid likes for some users. We're going to cover all that today on the show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Join us for the live show if you want to chat. If you're listening after the fact, hey, we love you. You know that we do. Biden, Biden, Biden. President Biden locking the ICE Twitter account. This, to me, is very telling um, in regards to how the universe is going to operate from henceforth. Um, during the Trump administration, we had a lot of back and forth with websites, a lot of fighting with TikTok, a lot of fighting with Facebook and Instagram, et cetera. Now I've got Biden literally fighting against, uh, I guess you could argue, his own administration. All links to all articles are right there in the description. This one is from foxbusiness.com. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE locked one of its Twitter accounts Tuesday, holding all public safety alerts on illegal migrants in the U.S. with criminal backgrounds. That's worth reading again. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, otherwise known as ICE, locked one of its Twitter accounts Tuesday, halting all public safety alerts on illegal migrants in the U.S. with criminal backgrounds. The account created in 2013 and bolstered under the Trump administration was used to post details about known fugitives include criminal history and the U.S. jurisdiction where they were released. Quote, it seems the Biden admin locked ICE alerts because if you were to report the location of one of these dangerous aliens to ICE, it would become too obvious that these assaulters, drug dealers, thieves, and drunk drivers are now allowed to go free under Biden's policies, according to senior advisor to ICE, John Fear, he wrote on Tuesday. Fear condemned the move as an attempt by the Biden administration to hide information about criminal migrants, particularly those with sexual assault and child abuse offenses. So yeah, here's the deal. Uh, social media companies are now, though they seem to have more power than governments do. Um, now, mind you, the government's coming in, but they're operating under the auspices or under the umbrella rather of Twitter. So here's Twitter, this global megalith of a company and the governments are playing underneath it it's like twitter's the supervisor who ultimately gets to make you know incredibly relevant decisions and then you got the governments underneath these companies now wherever you fall on this particular account and thoughts on whether or not this was a good move bad move it does illustrate that governments are now almost um, in a way subservient to the wills of these um, social media platforms and we'll see if they can actually fight back. Quote, ICE also used the post, excuse me, ICE also used to post most wanted Wednesday tweets aimed at getting the public's help in locating public safety threats. 
Fear added the Biden admin is apparently not too interested in public safety. So the back and forth between the left and the right. Politically, I will say this. I'm a big fan of understanding that as a culture, we tend to move forward by going to the left and going to the right, then going to the left and going to the right. That's called walking. Does this make sense? And so I don't get too upset um, on politically motivated ideas because I know that culturally we tend to go left, right, left, right. And this is how we move forward. Now, this particular item, like most wanted Wednesday, um, there may be some items or some rationale that the Biden administration has as to why they would want to shut this sort of thing down. What do you think? Leave a comment. Moving right along, Facebook took down fake Iranian Russian networks publishing political messages around the globe. This is from NBCNews.com. One Iranian network promoted Scottish independence from the UK. A Russian network portrayed protests backing dissident Alexei Navalny as COVID hotspots. So basically, we've got Iranian Russian networks pushing whatever their agenda happens to be globally. And again, the amount of resources that have to go into publishing fake news around the globe is from a government's perspective, ludicrously small. It, whatever your agenda happens to be to destabilize a country so that their dollar falls and yours grows is just like a board game. It's just like hanging around with all your nerd friends, yeah, I'm a nerd, and playing XYZ game where you want them to lose money and gain money, geopolitical uh, moves. Uh, Russia, for whatever reason, Russia tends to get the most publicity in the United States. It is entirely possible that they are one of the biggest actors in this space. That being said, you don't think that other countries are involved in doing this. Perhaps they're not as effective, or perhaps there's some other reason as to why we don't hear about them. Maybe it's just because of Russian-United States relationships over the years. But to the article, NBCNews.com, Facebook announced Wednesday it recently took down separate uh, networks of fake Iranian and Russian accounts attempting to promote pro-regime messages at home and stoke division inside targeted countries like Israel, not surprising at all, underscoring the persistence of foreign influence campaigns on U.S.-based social media platforms. One of the Iranian networks used fake accounts to target audiences in Iraq, Afghanistan, Israel and the United Kingdom, posting memes, political cartoons, and other content in Arabic, English, Pashto, and Hebrew about news and domestic politics, Facebook said. So if there is one thing that we should add to the curriculum of, well, I don't want to make that argument, teachers, people, human beings in general, hear me when I tell you, when you ingest something from your mouth, it has a effect as it passes through your body. When you listen to something, you are digesting that sound in a very similar way to literally drinking or breathing something. When you see something, same thing. Photons of light hitting your eyes, causing an effect. Now you can try to become stronger, have a better constitution. You can go down that path you can also understand that maybe don't drink the poison. And so when it comes to your social media, having enough self-reflection to be able to appropriately judge the quantity and quality 
of digestible information that is literally passing through your mind is so, so important. I feel like in general, we tend to look at information and we think to ourselves, it's external. No, it's not. You perceive with your mind. Uh, what is it? You, you see with your eyes, you perceive with your mind, which is to say that if you're letting the information in, that's already one step down the path. You can simply not let it in, which is to say the amount of time you spend on these social media platforms, the amount of information that you're getting from these particular news sources needs to be understood as being politically motivated by somebody somewhere. Is it true? Is it not true? You need to self-reflect. So these folks are out there, man. So you look at the post and you go, oh, yeah, it does. And, you know, it's just it's just chip. It's eroding. It's eroding your ability to tell truth from a lie. Quote, the Taliban in America are united against Afghanistan. Read the caption on one cartoon showing the Taliban and American flags astride a map of the country. Quote, Scotland deserves better. Read another. The Russian network included 530 fake Instagram accounts originating primarily in Russia and targeting domestic audiences in connection with recent protests in support of Alexei Navalny, an anti-corruption activist and opponent of Russian President Vladimir Putin. So put your thinking hat on, people. Think about it, right? These posts that are infiltrating your brain could be coming from some dude paid by an Iraqi government official or a Russian government official to do exactly what it's doing to you, which is to make you think that something is true when it's not. Moving right along. Facebook has a blind spot why Spanish language misinformation is flourishing. A quick note on Spanish information on the internet. If you are a marketer and you're interested in making more money online, it is much much, much easier to rank in Spanish, which is to say that if you create a landing page, if you create a Google ads a campaign, you're going to pay a lot less money. And of course, the dollar of a Spanish speaker is equal to the dollar of a English speaker. Duh. So you may want to consider seriously pushing forward Spanish. Now, Facebook has a blind spot when it comes to Spanish language misinformation. This from theguardian.com. Researchers say the social media platform is not enforcing policies as effectively when it comes to misinformation in Spanish, a blind spot that may prove deadly as health lies spread through the most vulnerable populations during the global vaccine effort. Quote, prior to the election, Facebook was rolling out new enforcement actions and policy updates week after week, said Carmen Scurato, a senior policy counsel at the civil rights group Free Press who studies Spanish language misinformation. But what we are observing is that those enforcement actions don't seem to be replicated in Spanish. It is not surprising at all that uh, similar to the world of SEO, where it's much easier to rank in Spanish, that uh, Facebook, Instagram, they're not going to get the same level of public scrutiny in English that they do in Spanish. People are not going to be ranting and raving on the platforms that reach the most number of people. This is one of the problems with a democracy. No, Kellen, how dare you? How dare you talk about any problems with democracy? Um, there are problems with popularity contests. 
I'm not saying I have a better idea to self-govern. What I am saying is that when you have a popularity contest, especially in the media, you've got English language having just superiority. Obviously, Kellen, well, we get it. Most people speak English. I know what I'm saying, though, is Facebook, get your together. You understand what I'm I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to put pressure on you. I want you to understand that it's not okay to have the policies in English and not in Spanish. You are a big enough company. You have the capacity to regulate these things. You can do better. Quote, although before the election, we saw Facebook make an effort to take down some disinformation. We did not see that same effort on Spanish content, echoed Jacobo Licona, the disinformation research lead for Equus Labs, a polling firm focused on Latino voters. Quote, it's disappointing and could have a negative impact on Spanish-speaking communities. It is having a negative impact on Spanish-speaking communities. The people, I mean, I literally was talking to someone at some point drinking a bubbly water, and she said, oh, those have invisible tapeworms in them. What? Oh, yeah, those have invisible tapeworms. I'm like, hold on. And this is just what's bubbling up to the surface. This is just what she's willing to say to me. So, okay, fine. Take out the machine in my pocket, do a quick Google search. It's bogus, obviously. It's misinformation and it's just wrong. And she's like, oh, you know, but it's hard for us to step back and go, okay, I get it. You know, like I was wrong, but even she, she wouldn't even admit she was wrong. She was just sort of like, uh, whatever. You have your sources. I have my sources. So yikes. For a lot of people, they're simply going to look, see it, and agree with it. Now, the Esther Sasses of the world in chat writing, I question everything and do my own research. Well, you know, the 1%. Sass insurance. Get your insurance there. You know you want to. All right. So Spanish, do better, Facebook. Moving right along Twitter, users on Android can now join the platform's Clubhouse-like spaces. We've been talking about this quite a lot lately. This one from Kim Lyons, TheVerge.com. Twitter has opened its audio chat room spaces to Android users, the company tweeted on Tuesday. Twitter introduced a limited version of the Clubhouse competitor on iOS in January. While any users of Twitter's iOS app can join and listen to spaces, only a few can host them. At the moment, Twitter said it was giving spaces to, quote, a very small feedback group to start with women and people from other marginalized groups given priority. Now users of Twitter's Android app can join and listen to spaces as well. The quantity of time that we're going to be spending in um, these little bubbles um, is going to increase. There's obviously a lot of drama and pullback and difficulty and challenges that are going to come from this particular move forward, i.e. we need sunlight, get outside actually meet people um, in the, what I could refer to as the non-digital space um, outside of the matrix. But these particular spaces um, via Twitter may give them a edge in serving ads that are hyper-specific to particular groups. And there may also be ways that Twitter can help space leaders sell certain things, super follows, um, think Twitch with bits. And for those of you that aren't familiar, People make many tens of thousands of dollars every day on Twitch receiving bits. Bits are the greatest scheme that Bezos has ever come up with. Bezos and team. It's an Amazon-owned company, Twitch. Um, <laughs> Brad Hess writes, the invisible worms are why it tastes so good. Shout out to Brad Hess. God, that's too funny. Um, 
So Ace Handyman Services of Summerlin, get all of your handyman related items from Brad. Um, so the spaces that people are in um, can be hyper-targeted and back to bits, which is from Twitch. Bezos and friends make a lot of money off of that. You're just trying to promote um, or trying to give money to the content creator on Twitch, but voila, you know, Bezos finds a way to make his money as well. So individual spaces. Back to the article, the announcement tweet doesn't mention when Android users will be able to host spaces. It looks like Android users can speak and listen to conversations in spaces, but not host their own chats just yet. A Twitter spokesperson said in an email to The Verge that both Android and iOS users will be able to start and listen to spaces soon. So it's a voice-based feature. So you literally, you can talk to folks, you can hang out, you can do all of the things that you would want to do right there on Spaces in Twitter. Moving right along, LinkedIn co-founder buys flying taxi company. Does anyone want to invest? Does anyone want to invest with me in a flying taxi company? Reid Hoffman, co-founder of LinkedIn, and Mark Pincus, founder of Zyanga, agreed last week to buy the Joby Aviation Company, which develops flying <clears throat> electric taxis. According to an Axios publication, this from entrepreneur.com, reInvent Technology Partners, Hoffman and Pincus's company valued Joby Aviation at about $6.6 billion. So yeah, Jetsons, anyone? Lillian prefers the extra wormy Perrier. Shout out to Lillian in chat. Duchess Rideshare, women drivers, women passengers. Right here in Vegas, download the app today. Um, Joby asserts that his electric plane, according to the article, takes off and lands vertically silently as to not generate noise in cities and that it can transport its passengers at 350 kilometers per hour. The aviation company expects flight certification by 2023. So yeah. The very same Lillian was talking about uh, the Boring Company, which apparently is a huge cash cow for Elon Musk, uh, where they're literally creating holes in cities and allowing folks to travel at insane speeds because, again, there are no other, there's no cars down there. So you can just fly from point A to point B. Um, and now we're literally talking about flying. And so we need a solution for our largest cities, our LAs, our Manhattans. Um, to be able to increase the number of people that live there. Everybody wants to live there. Now you've got giant out migration from places like LA, taxes, government, whatever your rationale happens to be. But let's face it, San Diego is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Who does not want to be on a beach in LA? Are you kidding me? Stunning. Um, and so the negatives are plentiful. A lot of problems, a lot of drama, but uh, it does not take a rocket scientist to understand that electric planes um, in that space would be very, very interesting. Now, uh, the plane that I'm looking at, the picture of it has eight or 10 propellers. This is a big deal. Uh, Kobe, rest in peace. Um, helicopter, single propeller. Um, anything that's more safe than a helicopter, the mega rich are going to jump on immediately because they obviously don't want to fight LA traffic, but they also don't want to risk their lives. And uh, electric planes are going to be very, very commonplace. Um, I would argue within the next 10 years, our ability to have planes automate from point A to point B is going to be stunning. We're going to have um, 
basically uh, as the crow flies travel, which is to say that I can imagine getting into a plane, there is basically no pilot. You punch in your destination and then there you go. Stoplights are stupid. Stoplights are for dumb monkey drivers. I happen to be one of them uh, who can't figure out that, you know, if I'm traveling at this trajectory and speed and they're traveling at this trajectory and speed, if I go a little faster, they go a little slower or whatever, we can both pretty much maintain speed. Traffic lights are just because we're bad at that. So every, every roadway is a highway if you have a intelligence that's beyond human capacity. So the sky is precisely that highway. And so uh, it is not surprising to me at all that we are going to see flying planes shortly. LinkedIn is back up after an outage. So even the big guys suffer from time to time. The Microsoft owned social network was experiencing issues today. Um, LinkedIn is back up after a worldwide outage affecting users on both mobile and desktop. The Microsoft owned social network first started experiencing issues, blah, 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 blah. It's rare for LinkedIn to experience outages, um, but it can happen from time to time. This just goes to show that the drama and website issues and problems that you face probably as an entrepreneur or a business owner, that sort of thing, um, you're not alone. Uh, the big teams experience it as. Well, final article of the day, Instagram accidentally hid likes for some users. An Instagram bug briefly hid likes. Speaking of likes, if you haven't hit the like button yet, if you do that, that would make me muy, pero muy feliz from some of its users on Tuesday after the company accidentally expanded a long running test of the feature, hiding likes from in some Instagram users. Uh, I want to say Lillian owns an Instagram page called The People's Duchess. Is it called The People's Duchess? I hope it's called The People's Duchess. Check it out. Quote, we've been testing a new experience to hide likes on posts, a spokesperson for Facebook which owns Instagram, told CNN Business. We unintentionally added more people to the test today, which was a bug. We're fixing this issue and restoring like accounts to those people as soon as possible. Several users reported seeing the change on their profiles Tuesday with the number of likes replaced with the phrase and others. Big deal, who cares? Um, Instagram is very interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've all gotten into Reels recently. I certainly have. Um, it's fun uh, because... You can hit the little button, record whatever it is you want, move on to your next destination, hit the button again, and you can chop together a video very easily from your phone. You can add captions, it's super neat. I've been doing it a lot. I had a video get a thousand views, and the video was about this little doggo named Apollo that my daughter loves. So it's not technically a doggo, it's a plushie. She loves him. And uh, I filmed this little video talking about how she loves her little plushie, and blah, 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 blah. And the algorithm took, ran with it. Um, and it's just fun, exciting, interesting stuff. Reels are great because they also appear as a post on your Instagram page. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Marketing Guru LV. You can find me right there. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be the show for today. Shout out to everyone who's watching us on Twitter. Uh, I think we had 35 views the other day on uh, our interview. If you haven't had a chance to check out the interview I had yesterday with Angel Ribo, you may want to go back and listen to that one. That dude is very interesting. He goes and literally sits in a room full of C-level executives and major, major giant uh, companies and absolutely kills it. He has such a vibrant and interesting energy uh, that you may really like that particular video. I found him to be a fascinating character. Again, tell your friends, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here. 
If you're listening to us after the fact, we still love you. Would you leave a comment? Would you leave a like? It very much helps us grow. Algorithm, you know the song and dance. Also, iTunes and Spotify. You guys know the drill. Anyway, thanks for joining me today for the show. Uh, much appreciated. And we will see you for tomorrow's episode. Let me real quick see who the guest is. Who is the guest on tomorrow's episode? Cue the elevator music. Tomorrow is the 3rd of March, 4th of March. So we've got Nicholas Pruten. Let's learn just a little bit about Nicholas. Nicholas has a parrot on his shoulder for his profile picture. He's a veteran in public, a veteran, excuse me, public speaker and team leader. Um, let's see, decade of experience with blockchain. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about blockchain. Nicholas is an expert in driving project growth uh, using his unique leadership style and vision. He cultivates seamless paths to create value and transcend goals. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to be talking about Load, which is a blockchain-powered payments ecosystem providing investors with stabilized digital currencies backed by gold and silver. So ladies and gentlemen, Load.one is what we're going to be talking about. And again, the picture of Nicholas is a gentleman in a white t-shirt with literally a parrot on his shoulder. So that should be an interesting one. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging by the show today. Much appreciated. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.